So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Have I said thank you so much for listening or watching or however you're consuming this content? Today, I have a powerhouse couple with me, Lily and Chad Moore from right here in the great state of Texas, and we are face-to-face in the podcast. What's up, you two? Well, super excited to be here today. Thank you so much, Tom, for the invite. I've been watching you for years and years, even before I joined coaching. So I knew one day I was going to be here sitting in front of you on the podcast. Did you really? Did you really? I love that. I mean, it was like, and maybe that was like on stage at a summit or like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. You can ask my coach uh, whenever I join coach. He says, so what do you want to do? I want to, you know, sell a lot of houses, but I also want to be on stage and I want to be on the podcast and I'm going to work hard for it. So I love it. I'm excited. And here you are. Well, you know, it's okay. So first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it over to Chad. Chad is the first official non-me redhead on the show <laughs> so i'm very inspired about this so so chad it's obvious that lily is like anyone that knows her knows her brand like she's larger than life she sells a gazillion houses and you've got this interesting background m a work from at&t and then two years ago you transitioned to basically be the back end of super face over here so so maybe just i want to just start by um maybe explain to the the people that are listening right now um, why did you make that transition? Why did you Why did you go from corporate America into real estate brokerage, yeah. and and take not the shining star role, mm-hmm. but instead that also important operations role? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, she deserves to be the shining star, so that helps quite a yeah. bit. But you know, in the corporate world, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I think that you always don't get out of it what you put into it. It feels like that sometimes, you know, sure. and probably dying slowly is the way that I typically described it, but. Uh, you know, I like to say that whenever we were young, that always felt like I was saving her, you know, a yeah. beautiful woman, didn't barely spoke English when I met her. And, uh, and uh, you know, I just fell in love with her, right? Sure. And then um, sure enough, yeah, years later, after spending, you know, 17 years in the corporate world and she had done her real estate gig and it was going so, so well and ended up being that she saved me. And I was yeah. able to leave the corporate gig and do something now that I truly love. So so what, I'm, what we want to unpack today mm-hmm. for the people that are listening is... You know, it's first of all, when you, you, you meet a dynamic couple that are clearly like, hey, my role is this, your role is that, like that is the formula for success versus, you know, we've seen it where everybody wants to be the face or nobody wants to be the face, everybody wants to run the back end. How were you two able to like, and I'm going to ask you, how were you able to accept your husband into this role, right? Running ops when you have been selling real estate forever and no one knows how to do it better than you. Like, how did you, how did you get through that? It was difficult at the time, but I also knew I needed somebody. By the end of 2017, I did came to him and say, hey, I need somebody to help me on the back end because yeah. I, I was closing 77 deals, no assistant. I was just running oh. with chicken with no head. Yeah. I was the number one in the area, but I couldn't just put it all together. And I knew yeah. it, I didn't even use a zero M. That's how bad it was. That's, how, that's bonkers. I, I love people. Yeah. I love selling houses, but I knew yeah. I need some structure. Yeah. So whenever I talk to him and we talk about, you know, pro- potentially doing a team together, yep. both selling real estate. And we decided after the first meeting, we went to the brokerage I was with. We left the meeting and say, you know what, maybe it's time to start our own brokerage to deliver the own message we want to provide. Yeah. So, but at that point, we definitely having his corporate background and business sure. success, I knew I needed him to run the business. Because as a realtor, as a broker, there is so much more you can do. Right. Right. So, so in answer to the question, like you came to him, you're like, baby, I need help. Yes. Right. But I didn't know. And again, you know, we're here. We are just live in this podcast. I didn't know that it was, Hey, Natalie, join me. Oh, by the way, we're also starting a company (laughs) and somebody needs to get a broker's license and we need an office and we need space and we need a fax machine and a copy machine. And now we're going to hire an assistant and we might need a CRM. Yeah. (laughs) How long? This was only two years ago. That was at the beginning of 2018. Yeah, actually February 24, 2018, when we decided just to go, you know, as a 
real estate company yeah and figure things out on the way happy anniversary that's two years from today so (laughs) so so give us some optics what's happened in the last two years then we'll unpack all of this yeah what's happened in the last two years what's the growth been like yeah Yeah, oh he can tell you that yeah you know i think we're uh, going to the numbers guy let's (laughs) (laughs) you know so in 2017 she was an individual agent right she did 77 deals Mm -hmm. you know i think at that point we weren't sure if we were going to be a husband wife team or what exactly it was going to be but we knew we were going to do it together Uh, we determined pretty quickly, you know what, you know, uh, we want to deliver our own message, like Lily said, and you know yeah. what, we want to be on that stage talking yeah. and versus yeah. hearing somebody talking to us who we think we could do it better than, right? And right. so, uh, and so, uh, in 2018, we w- opened brokerage. Mm-hmm. I think we learned very quickly that, um, well, you know what, uh, this is a lot of time and energy for, right. uh, where sometimes when you're dealing with agents, right, and returnable investment, mm-hmm. you know what, I think uh, team may be way, the way to go. Yeah. And uh, we. So, did you start traditionally with like hiring agents on traditional splits and yes. all like, yeah. okay, I don't want to, because yep. that's an important distinction. Oh, like, yeah. how oh, yeah. fast did you realize, Rutro, there's a reason why they call them broke? Er. Yes. <laughs> I'm not dogging you out there if you're a brokerage. I'm just saying, you know, what I, you know what I'm saying? It took about six thin months. margin business. It took nice. about six months. And then we wow. realized, you know what, uh, when you have somebody dynamic as Lily that can mm-hmm. generate her own yeah. business, that's uh, a force in the industry. Right. You know, her time is best served in mentoring other agents, but working with her clients most hundred percent. And uh, when she's given away her time to, you know, handle broker issues, right. Yeah. Then, uh, then that can hurt you yeah. know, your cash flow. And so for us, it was making that transition to where if she's going to invest her time yep. in, uh, in our team, right, which she needs to do, then it needs to be in the areas where we have a better return on investment. So, so break it down for me. You're six months in, you two are scratching your head one day. Your, your personal sales were probably not 77, Mm-mm. right? So you were, no. You're on track to do far less. You're yeah. bringing in all these traditional agents on traditional splits yeah. and you realize this is stupid. What in, in that, like in that moment, like, what did you do? Did you say, we're going to fire everybody. We're going to give them an option to be on the team at a new split. Like how did, how did you guys, so Lily, talk to us. How did you, how did you make that transition? So like you say, I realized my production was being affected by, you know, bringing in agents and just Mm -hmm. for a split. Right. So very quick, we realized I was going to make less money than what I did as an individual solo agent without having to train agent yes so like you say you know and, and sometimes i tell brokers it's like babysitting and i remember a broker friend of mine he did say if you want to have your own brokerage your production is going to be affected yes. and and i couldn't understand why but i yeah. then realized pretty quick within the first six months i wasn't being a successful selling houses what i truly mm-hmm. enjoyed doing yeah so what we decided at the point six months we were like okay we're going to switch this a little bit and we're going to go team so we did yeah. give the agents the option to stay within the brokerage mm-hmm with the team split, having everything as a team, creating this more processes and more complexity to it, but it's way better. Yeah, better way culture, better, better systems, better oh, organization. It has been awesome. How many agents did you have and how many stayed and how many left? Or did you ask to leave, I guess? Yeah, so we didn't ask anybody to leave. Yeah. You know, I think there's only been one or two where we found out it wasn't a good fit. For the most right. part, we always believe in our people and give them the benefit of the doubt and try to see it through to the end. All right, corporate America. No, no. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you know, we haven't done a lot of recruiting, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And so our people have kind of come through us naturally. You yeah. know, I'd say that uh, that first year we got six agents. Um, mm-hmm. Four of those are still with us, right? Good. And now we have uh, uh, 11 agents. And... Okay. Um, I'd say that uh, for the most part, it's, uh, you know, we call ourselves a boutique team brokerage, right? Smart. Yeah. Smart. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, culture is everything for us. You know, our, uh, our our team, you know, I'd say that it's not the agent out there that's a hot shot agent, right? That uh, that was killing it, doing tons mm-hmm. of deals, right? Mm-hmm. We're probably, they're not going to look for us for that, right? In the yeah. team model. Yeah. But the people that we have under us are the people that were uh, business people in their previous, uh, you know, careers, right? Yeah. You know, we've got somebody that, uh, Ran the town, right? Town manager, right? Yeah. We got someone that was a school teacher for a number of years. Right. We got another guy that was with the Department of Corrections and retired. Yep. Another guy that was <clears throat> Lily's former boss, actually, in the corporate world, right? And has joined us now as well. But what we found is that good business translates. And if you've got a good heart and if you're a good person and if you've given your all in another line of work, then real estate might be for you and it's paid yeah. off really well for us. And I bet all those people didn't go in the way you were like, oh, I love, I love selling houses. I can make all this money. Like I could do, this is great. Like they were like, they were used to resources and people and people mm-hmm. that had roles and responsibilities. Absolutely. And they were, and I hate to say it, like they understood their role in the transaction and it wasn't to go from top of the funnel 
all the way through close of the transaction, but to go show houses Absolutely. or go work with buyers and sellers. Yeah. So do you think that, do you think the corporate America background, like the blend between the two of you, and obviously you had a, you, your own corporate experience before you got yes. into real estate, how much do you think that impacts the way you guys view this, this very well known sort of mom and pop real estate industry, not referring to the, the Berkshire Hathaways and the, mm -hmm. the major corporations, but I mean like the regular everyday people that 80% of all brokerages are couples like you. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, like I said, good business translates. You know, yeah. uh, you know, for us, you know, growing up in the corporate world, you know, you, I mentioned to you earlier, you know, offline that, uh, you know, you really have to be a jack of all trades in the yeah. business world. And I yeah. think if anything, when you become your own brokerage, right, or a boutique brokerage like us, where you, you know, you got to figure everything out, right? You got to figure right. out payroll, right? What, what's E&O insurance? Why do we need that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. exactly. And so. Uh, but a strong business background, yeah. right? Where you deal with a lot of different lines of business and where you have big commitments and you have mm -hmm. to partner across, you know, different yeah. lines of business, you know, all that comes through right. in owning your own business. And, uh, and I think that's why we've been able to expedite our process is because we do have that corporate background and we know the importance yeah. of uh, doing things the right way, but ultimately how to solve problems. Yeah. So, so this Saturday will be day 343 since the pandemic started, since, since we went into lockdown. Yeah. So think about that. We're you know, two weeks away-ish from a full year. Tell us about 2020, Lily. Because now you're in you know, 2018, then you switched to team, and I know I'm, I'm skipping some parts of the chapter here, but tell us about 2020. 2020, whenever we went into lockdown here in Texas, that was around March, um, mm -hmm. I almost cried. Yeah. I freak out. I, you know, like everybody else, the uncertainty, the yep. unknown. Uh, it was really helpful to have that support with you guys. Yep. For example, on the podcast, on the sessions we were doing, yep. like you were, you were doing such a great job trying to keep us calm and knowing that we were gonna be okay. Yeah. And knowing what to do at the time. To me, it was such an important moment to have a coach on my side to tell me, hey, it's gonna be okay, reach out to your clients. Yep. That's the moment where yep. you're gonna either stand out or you're gonna go away yeah what is what is it gonna be you're like literally talking pivot like in march like the yes. third week when we first started I, i'm like people yes. you can't be afraid you got to lean into your database and tom i listen to you yeah. i listen to david Caldwell, my coach yes and i have to because if yeah. you didn't do it i saw many people that yeah. i know you know real force they got out yeah they they already have another job they doing something else they they move unfortunately a lot of people did so what we did at that moment yes it was uncertainty but i I tried to control what I could control, which is reaching out to my yep. community, reaching out. We were doing some videos, trying to showcase, yep. you know, some businesses, trying to help the community. Right. Reaching out, the first thing I did is what you say, reach out to the community and say on social media, what do you need? I'm seeing the how hat, you know, the, yep. how can I help you yep. today? That was the response people needed. Yep. Having somebody telling you, hey, it's gonna be okay. How can I help you? Yeah. you? I'm not here just to sell you a house. Let me see what I can do for you. You need this, you need medicine, mm -hmm. you need water. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm healthy, I can go to you, so let me help you. So what I did with the transition, and again, I was so afraid, 2020, mm -hmm. we're gonna go broke. Yeah. 2020 was the end of the war, end of our business. You know, We didn't have that corporate America paycheck, yeah. so we have to go and do it ourselves. And around, what was it, May, June, things just exploded. I know. 2020 was our best year ever. We closed 213 transactions, over 70 million in volume, over 1.8 million on GCI. Congratulations, Thank you too. I mean, you think about it, because it was probably January, February was decent, March, April, it died. Yeah. But those that did the work, those that, you know, that, that scaled the unscalable. Oh, I'm absolutely. just going to make a difference. I'm going to help. I'm going to reach out. I'm not going to be a salesperson. I'm yeah. going to be a human being that's, and try and help yeah. people. Absolutely. And then, bam, it explodes. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to switch. I want to from chat from your perspective, you know, you go from, I mean, even though you're on the M&A side, which we both know is like, I'm in the middle of helping a buddy right now sell a business and it's, you know, like it's his first time selling. Yeah. It's a, it's a big company that's buying them. No, it's not Zillow or anybody like that, but it's, you know, but it's a big company that's buying them. And he's like, what are reps and warranties and what, you know, like yeah, he, just, yeah. he just doesn't know. Right. Yeah. You're coming from that world into this, but there was so much uncertainty happening in middle of March. Mm -hmm. Even, even really, in, yeah. I mean, truthfully, there's still uncertainty today, but at least by May, yeah. people were selling houses again, yeah. right? Like yeah. how we viewed a home was different. 
what did you do during that time period to kind of stay calm and stay focused and not react? Well, I think being calm is the most important thing that you can do. And I think that we did a good job of that. You know, first you need to stabilize your team, yeah. right? Let them know the market's up, markets go down, but you know, we've got a great culture. We've got a great brand. Um, we're going to be here to support you and we're going to get through this together. Right. Cause yeah. really at that point we didn't know what to expect. Right. You know, uh, you know, for us, we'd had to examine our own uh, costs. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, we were looking at growing the team, you know, we put a little pause on that at that time. Right. You know, just to make sure that we, uh, didn't bite off more than what we could chew operationally. Sure. Uh, in hindsight, maybe would approach that a little bit differently. Right. You know, probably that'd been a great time to, uh, to push the envelope a little bit more sure. right, operationally. And, uh, but um, we're able to do that this year. Yeah, You know, I think ultimately it's just where you have to take a seat back, take a look at the business, take a look at the numbers, get the, you know, the troops on board, and then ultimately make the biggest difference that you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Staying calm is really the key. I mean, I remember, you know, how many times we were saying that in all those yeah. pivot trainings, it just breathe. Yeah. Be calm, yeah. Yeah. you know, headlines do more to terrify than to clarify. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, don't get wrapped up in that stuff. Um, so, so let's go back to 2018, you're six months in, you make the transition, you start the team. What happened in 2019? Give, it, give me optics, because I understand 77, I understand 2018 was probably not as great for you personally from a transaction standpoint. But yeah. by 2019, were things starting to come together? Was it still kind of a shit burrito? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I sorry, that. just being, keeping it real <laughs> on the podcast. But you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I've started many companies. Yeah. I know what that's mm -hmm. like. Yeah. You, yeah. First year, it's all exciting. Second year, you're like, wait a minute. We might not need to actually organize this thing. Otherwise, we're going to burn ourselves out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what was 20, 2019 like? 2019 was a pivotal year for us because it's really the first full year when we went all in on team and kind yeah. of our new approach and said, yeah. you know what? This is the way to go for us in the future. Yep. With that being said, there's so many things now that you have to figure out, right? right. Where at the beginning of 2018, we were focused on creating different processes and different mm -hmm. structures. And, uh, and uh, in 2019, we had to re-examine all of that. So ultimately, uh, created a lot more work, a lot more things to figure out. Yeah. Uh, we had an excellent year that year, right? We ended up doing uh, close to 50 million in sales volume, right? So uh, That's good. You know, it was a good growth from our previous year. Um, Ultimately, uh, you know, we uh, learned a lot from a staff perspective, right? Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and what we were looking for to help grow operationally. You know, we dealt with some office space issues, right? And what's the right place for us in the future? Uh, you know, as a new company, there's so no lack of things to, to figure out. Yeah. But uh, in 2019, we moved into our new office space. And, uh, and that was a pivotal moment for us, right? It really gave us a chance to... Why? Uh, Why? Well, it gave us a, a chance to spread our wings, mm -hmm. right? gave us a chance where we could market, mm -hmm. right? Beautiful, light, bright, open floor plan, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, uh, you can do your own, ha have your own marketing company out yes. of a nice office space like yeah. that, right? Yeah. And, uh, and for us, you know, as being business owners, right, who were doing our, our, our own thing for really the first time in life together, now, I just can't tell you, you know, uh, how energizing it is to walk into a place that you're proud of, that you call your own. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> yes. So, so I'm going to, th I'm going to throw something at you guys. And for all my listeners out there, um, there is so much debate happening right now on like what a team is today. So if you, if you go back to like 2018, when, uh, the national association of realtors surveyed 90,000 people or whatever the number was, anybody can Google this. And, um, Basically, what they said was, if you look at the math based on people that identified as a team or on a team, it would show that basically there's about between 60 and 90,000 teams right now in the U.S. Yeah. And what we both know is, like, there are so many different flavor profiles of what a team is now. So, so my team and I, we, we basically are trying to synthesize, like, what are the rules and standards of like, if you're a team, like as an example, you know, if you're a brokerage and you own a team, they might say, no, you're a brokerage. And you're like, no, 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 but we run it like a team, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Versus, hey, we're a team and we operate under somebody else's brokerage, they're a team. But even then you've got family business, SEAL teams, large teams, what I never refer to as industrialized teams. Mm. My client, George, who hangs his license with the brokerage, but has 200 agents and did 3,100 transactions last year, mm -hmm. a billion dollars in, in sales volume, right? Like, you yeah. know, but they're all teams. So here's my hypothesis. You ready? I'll yeah. run it past you guys. And I want your input to me. You're not a team unless you have a defined culture, unless you say, this is who we are and this is what we stand for. And this is what we're all about, right? You're not a team. If everyone uses a different CRM, 
But if we all use the same CRM and, and the same reporting, the same transaction management, the same tech stack, then we're a team. Mm -hmm. But if you know, but if Sally's on something different and Maria's on something different, mm, you smell a lot more like a brokerage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, leads, right? If there's a unified methodology for you know the team lead says our credit card is in, we're buying the leads, we turn them over to you with a defined split as an example, yeah. you're a team. Mm -hmm. If everybody's on their own, you're more like a brokerage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for feedback here. I'm not looking for, yeah, I'm looking for like, know your full shit and here's. No, you're absolutely right. What, you know, what you're saying, because there is a lot of people who get yeah. together and say, yeah. and I have seen it, you know, firsthand because yes. I do have a lot of yes. friends on the industry where, hey, Tom, you, you know, yeah. we are on the same brokerage. Let's become a team. Okay. Mm -hmm. You go run that way. I run this way. Hey, I need you to open a door for me. We are yes. a team. Yes. Yay. We, we took no a photo a and we both wore the same outfit yeah, so and we, we look we, pretty. We to help you. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's not a team. Team yeah. is having that culture, having yep. the same CRM, the yep. leads get distributed to the team. Right. That's a team. Splits. It's, splits it's are a split factor too. Very, right? Yeah. You already have that in place yep. when somebody joins your team, yep. either as a brokerage or as an individual team. Yeah. But let, yeah, there is, there is tons of teams. Let me give you, let me give you a few more, right? So culture, tech, leads, splits, standards, yeah. mm -hmm. standards, which, which implies that we hold you accountable to, if we're going to spend money on these leads, you have to convert a certain percentage or we're not giving you the leads mm -hmm. where that's unheard of in the brokerage space. I'm not knocking a brokerage, just a different model, yeah, it, right? It is different. Then uh, operating systems and the way we do transactions, it's one way. This is how we do it. You're not involved, right? We have a TC mm -hmm. that manages this. And then also like team marketing versus solo marketing. And yep. to me, when I put all those things together, when I see that, I don't care that if you own a brokerage or you're inside of a brokerage, yeah. this to me That's is sort team. of the, the makeup of a team. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, what am, what I, am I missing? You know, I think that, uh, you know, whose license is the sale going under? Right. That's a big yep. part of it big as time. well. Big time. You know, when you talk to the individual agent out there, right, it's the, what's the commission split, right? right. If it's not, X amount, then you're offering me a team role, right? right. So commission split is a big part of it. Yep. And then ultimately who gets the sales credit at the end of the day with that license number is a big yep. part of it as well in the industry. Yes. Um, you know, I think that everything else that you mentioned is spot on, you know, uh, marketing team versus <laughs> individual is yep. key as well. Yep. You know, uh, Lily and I talk a lot about, um, you know, not confusing our audience. Yes. Right. We've got to make sure that our audience and that our market is very clear at who we are yes. and who the marketer is and what we're about. And then uh, who does what? Mm -hmm. And then, yes, we are collective in, collective individuals working together to you know do something really, really good. But uh, but we are a team and this is our team name. Right. Yeah. And uh, and the agents have to buy into that. Right. Yep. And some don't. So right. you could really put under standards branding. Right. As a part yeah. of that. Right. You're not going to shy away from the branding and or do it your own way. Um, it's really interesting. This is a really interesting time right now in our industry, because you know that, you know, as we sit here right now on your birthday, happy birthday. As we sit here, I have, I don't know, 10 friends and clients, 20. If I went to a little outside of my immediate sphere, that'll do more than a thousand transactions. Some are on pace to do more than a billion dollars in sales and they're competing quote unquote against other teams in their marketplace. Yeah. Like that, that seems to be almost like the, the sort of trifurcation of the industry solo agent, right? That's just harder today. Sorry. Oh, if you're yeah. listening to this right now, don't be offended. Remember there's 1.5 million agents in the country. And as of today, 43% of them have not sold a house. 57% have sold all the houses. Oh my gosh. Right? So, so when they talk about the per person productivity, you have to cross out, I don't know what 43% of 1.5 million is, but it's a lot. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a big it's number. 700,000 yeah. ish, right? Yeah. Like they haven't sold a house. And then you got this group in the middle that are crushing like crazy. And then you literally have these, these mega teams yeah. that my, my foreseeable future, I think we're going to be in a place in the next three to five years where it is completely common for teams yeah. to be doing 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 7,000 transactions a year and, and literally gobbling up market share. What do you guys think? I do believe that as well. Like you say, the solo agent and the, the, the way things are now, think about everything is instant, right? Right. From you, a consumer standpoint, a consumer expectation. Yeah. If you want to go see a house today, you're going to call me and say, hey, I want to yeah. go see this house yeah. at four. Yeah. But then I have another three, four clients working with right. at the same time. And I have a family and I have this and that. 
I can't reach out to that person and say, yeah. yeah. And if I tell you, hey, let's let's go Saturday because, you know, I have these things going on. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the next person. You're going right. to go online on right. this app, contact agent. I want to go see the house today. Yeah. Right. This is when I'm free. Immediately. Yep. So having the powerful, uh, the power of having the team is I can go right now. Hey, get this lead. Or, yep. you know, can yep. you help me with yep. this? Chad, it, Tristan, it, it's just having, Exactly. Yep. Can somebody help me with this? Because I'm, I'm tied up in Dallas today. I yep. can go to show a house in forward. Yeah. But having that flexibility, and, and I'm glad you mentioned in numbers because, you know, our goal is to become one of those teams who's yeah. closing 400, 500 deals, which initially sounds like it was something crazy. Is that per month or for the year? For the year. I'm putting... For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was putting you on the spot. I remember when I started in real estate, you know, yeah. back in yeah. 2011, I got my license. Yeah. I saw one house because yeah. I was doing it part-time. Yeah. And then I went into 2016, I went uh, full-time yeah. in uh, July 2016 so I saw 33 houses and yeah. I was like oh my god this is awesome right yeah. and yeah, I wanted yeah. to become the number one in my center 77 deals the next year but then you know then you start seeing the possibilities yes. of doing more yes. and if you have that culture because it's not just about the closing the deals and that's something I tell my agents mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily have a mega team I still want to be a little bit in control yes control freak I knew that oh. I knew that <laughs> of making sure everybody's well taken care of. Yeah. Our clients, our yes. customers, whoever it yes. is, they're going to have that yes. position where they can come back to us every time we reach out and say, how was your how was your experience? Yeah. Can you give us a five-star review? Yeah. Can, 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 mm-hmm. What else can we do? So yeah. I want to make sure the deliver it's excellent. So I'm afraid if, if I'm doing, you know, thousands of transactions mm-hmm. a year, I mean, I'm sure we can scale and do it. But it's going to take more staff. It's going to take more processes. Right. And that's right. Ben's got to have him to take care of the processes and CRM and uh, websites and everything else. Because yes. to me, it's, to me, it's just a matter of delivering the best service. Yeah. And providing the best I can, the excellent to the consumer. But that's the beauty, again, of your partnership. Yeah. Right? That's the yin to the yang, right? I would say like, you know, I, I think of like my mentor a million years ago said to me, I was like, you know, my wife is just so different from me. And he's like, if you were both the same, one of you would not be necessary. Oh, absolutely. And I was yeah. like... Oh, yeah. So, 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 Chad, when I say a thousand transactions, what goes through your mind? I mean, this year, last year, yeah. you guys did 213. What are you going to do this year? What do you, what's the goal for this year? 300. Okay. So, all right. So, just 213 to 300, right? 300 to five or 600 the next year, uh-huh. 700, 1,000. I'm, I'm just putting words in your mouth, man. Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you think is the difference between 213 and 300 operationally? Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, ops is, marketing it's staffing it's you know process management it's five-star yeah. reviews mm-hmm. it's the whole you know how many sales agents it's a capacity issue what do you what do you think from 213 to 300 and then 300 to a thousand what does it look like well you know it's definitely going to take some more operationally some staff to get in place to make yep. that happen what staff what roles need to be filled uh, you know I'm a jack of all trades right now so mm-hmm. I'm doing a little bit of everything for yep. the company you yep. know I need to get somebody in that's more of a director of operations, right? Lo- lowest paid, most work guy in the business. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yes, dear. You just say yes, dear. <laughs> yes. You know, I need to get somebody in to get help with coaching and development of the team. Yeah. Right. You know, we need to work on sales sp- manager. Yeah, sales yep. manager. We got to work on scripts more. Yeah. You know, for us, we're in the. You know, for us, we've been uh, really coming from a place of. Uh, figuring out what we need to do from a staff perspective. Yeah. And this past year, we really realized, you know what, we need to bring our staff in-house. Yep. You know, versus trying to save a buck or two and go independent contractor for right. your staff, you know, right. virtual. Yep. You no, know, we need our people in, in-house and people we can tap on the shoulder and, mm-hmm. uh, hey, where are you at with this transaction? And yep. then ultimately just make things run more smoothly. Yeah. And so as a business owner, that's definitely a uh, leap of faith that you have to make. And as I spend yeah. this money, obviously it's going to make me more money. That's right. the only reason you make that decision. And we're in the process of making those decisions every day right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more of those decisions that need to be made. Yeah. You know, by, I think, by the way, isn't it easier when you work for corporate America and you say, <laughs> of course, yeah, let's just, okay, let's deploy a hundred thousand dollars over there. And then you're like, wait a minute, sure. wait a minute. That's my hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> right. I mean, I get that. Like it, was, it feels it was, different. It was it easy different. running somebody else's company when it's your own checkbook. It yeah. is different, right? It feels so different. It feels so different. And, and yet like the opportunity in your marketplace. In the great state of Texas, my buddy just told me the other day that 550,000 new jobs are coming into Texas just in the next 18 months. Mm-hmm. So that's not Amazing. that's not individuals. That's like jobs which have spouses and kids and puppies and lifestyle and some are single and some aren't. Like the growth opportunity is just bonkers right now. So mm-hmm. going to 1,000 transactions is totally realistic. It's there. The opportunity is there. Sales manager. 
What else? Uh, a director of ops, right? Somebody that can True. help take yep. over some of the uh, office management uh, yeah. stuff from yep. us. Uh, yep. Marketing company, yeah. right? You know, we're really known in our marketing place for uh, for some innovative marketing te techniques. You know, we're really good mm -hmm. in the digital space. Yep. For the most part, it's me running those algorithms and doing things like yep. that. Um, we're going to have to turn that over, right? So yep. I can work more as a yep. president or CEO and oversee things yep. versus getting into the weeds. Yeah. You know, that's going to help lead gen, right? That's going to help branding. That's going to yep. help, you know, everything. And, uh, but ultimately, you know, she is a, perf uh, a control freak. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And uh, that's it, a bad combination. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a wonderful combination for the people that are watching and listening, but it's a bad combination because progress over learned, perfection, I right? Have, I have learned to let go. You're really good with that microphone, by the way. You're, yes, like, hold you're on. like, come fly with me. <laughs> <laughs> because I always tell him, and that can't drive yeah. him crazy. It's like, come on, yeah. let's, let's shoot this video. Well, hold on, we're going to have to put it together. Let's just do it. Let's just shoot the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it, yeah. it is like, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, yeah, between the two of you. But yeah. it, I have learned to, that's what I didn't want to have an assistant to begin with yeah. you know because yeah. I just couldn't think of somebody doing it as good as I did yep. so that's to me I have learned to rely on the admins on him and everybody yeah. else to do things one of the one of the best pieces of advice that was given to me years and years and years ago I was sitting with a buddy of mine who said to me uh, do you think uh, do you think Madonna gets her own coffee and I was like no do you think Madonna packs up the tour bags and organizes all of her stuff I'm like no, he's like, what do you think Madonna does? I'm like, Madonna sings and she writes and she creates and she does yoga. They're like, right. So tell me why you're moving chairs in the back of the room at your seminar. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was so painful. But there, there is the transition, right? And that's like, for the people that are listening, we're talking about how do you go from, you know, I can't have an assistant, I have to do everything to I really only do my habu, my highest and best use. You you know, you you can overspend. Yeah. You can overinvest, mm -hmm. right? Forget market conditions. You could just find yourself at the point where like, okay, we're we're bringing in five million dollars a year, but we spent three, you know, three point seven to get there. Oh, yeah. taxes. Uh oh, we made no money. Yeah. Like that's very real. So how do you two balance that? like the desire to scale and be competitive and you know, you're totally comfortable with being the number two agent in your town. No. Ha ha. How do you, how do you, how do you balance that? Like logically and, and financially? Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question. What's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you got to do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I want to be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. I don't know if we figured that out yet. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot that you have to learn um, to get to where you want to be. You know, I think that we're enjoying the ride. You know, for us, you know, I think that uh, we focus so much on where we need to be and, and what we want to do. And I could tell you that for us, um, there's so many experiences you get when you do some of these things that yourself, right? Yeah. You know, just uh, the know-how. Yeah. And what really works. And, uh, and it's been so invaluable as we've owned a lot of these things for our, ourselves over time that... Uh, that I'm able to say, you know what, I know a little bit how to do this, or at least enough to what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so now I know what that expectation is for whoever I bring on board to do it. Right. And it's been very, very powerful for us to know some of those things. I could tell you that Lily will sell real estate until she's a little old lady. Yeah. I know that it's my wife, right? I know yeah, her better yeah. than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. She will not stop. And uh, and that gives me the freedom to to mess some things up. Right. Yep. And to make some mistakes. And I, like I, I said earlier, you know, uh, you know, she's w enabled me to leave a corporate gig. Right. And mm -hmm. to do something that now I truly love. And uh, and I know that we're going to make some wrong decisions along of the course. way. Of course. Of course. But having that that home run hitter by your side. Right. Who you can count on. Yeah. You know, when those poor decisions are made, hopefully, uh, you know, those are few and far between. Sure. Sure. But, uh, you know, that's what I'm counting on is uh, having that person that will get me through those times. And I yeah. can tell you that uh, Lily ultimately is a very driven person. But at the end of the day, she's not short in giving me the feedback on what I need to be doing. Either, oh, right? I would I would expect nothing less. <laughs> Honey, let me say if I was doing that, how I would do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> so so Lily. 
let, let's go tactically on the, we've been talking very operational here and your, and your growth and you know, Chad, by the way, Chad didn't know he was going to be on the podcast. <laughs> so Chad just <laughs> showed up. Surprise. I'm like, Chad, you should just be in the podcast. Just come on, man. Like, let's be good. Like yin and yang here. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, uh, getting listings right now. Yes. Cause a whole bunch of people listening right now, uh, are like, okay, I get it. I need a team. I should look at this. Maybe I need to marry Chad. Is Chad available in the market? Like, how do I find my, findmychad.com. We should launch that site right away. Um, Brenda, my podcast producer, already like, grabbing the URL. Um, how, how are you, like, what's working today to generate listings? What's working today from a marketing standpoint? Do you make phone calls? Like, what, like give us a typical, like, what are all the things you're doing? Yes, and I can tell you, okay, because I've been doing it for a while. Five years ago, I wasn't doing the phone calls. I wasn't yeah. really into my CRM. I was just- You didn't have a CRM. I didn't have a CRM. <laughs> it was my phone in my memory. That, that was yeah. about it. So yeah. I was just running around trying to figure out things. Mm -hmm. Right now, the way the market is, mm -hmm. I always say to agents, listings are the king of real estate. Yep. You have to list yep. to last, okay? Yep. If you don't, uh, the market is tough right now. I mean, we yeah. have buyers and sometimes, you know, with the overbidding and everything else. Of so what we're doing right now, and I'm, thank God I'm getting listings and I'm getting, you know, still those come list me calls, mm -hmm. but I make sure I purposely do it every day to mm -hmm. get on my CRM yep. and I start calling past clients. I start yeah. calling just, yeah. just because I have so many past clients now on, on my CRM houses sold seven years ago, six right. years ago. Yeah. People, you know, that I thought they maybe never gonna sell. Well, mm -hmm. they actually having those questions now. Hey, mm -hmm. the market is so good. We may be downsizing. We may be doing this. So I'm reaching out to people. I'm going yeah. through expires. I'm going through cancel. I'm doing the dirty job. I'm, yeah. I'm rolling up my sleep and I'm calling people. Yes. I don't know. And yeah. I, I always hate it. You know, I was uh, I was a person who used to tell people, I don't do cold calling. Who? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. All these businesses coming yeah. to me. Things change, baby. And if they change, I'm gonna change. <laughs> Things change, baby. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. They do. So yes. you have to yeah. adjust to the market. And yeah. you know, that's to me. I, I'm very big into geo farming, so mm -hmm. I make sure I okay. take care of my community. Yep. I make sure I reach how, out to people. How many homes in the farm? 550. Okay, so 550, yes. and and like, is the turnover high, About mid, low? 50 houses, 55 houses sold a, uh, a wow. year. Wow. Okay, so yeah. like a 10% turnover. It's, it's, it's a 10% at least, yeah. It's above average. It's, that, it's a little bit above, above average. average. And out of those 50 homes, I sell like around 30. That is bonkers. Yeah. That's so, like a really good But I've been working that uh, yeah. farm for probably seven, eight years. Uh, yep. We're trying now to expand to a different one, which yeah. is actually working very well. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to do a lot of social media, you know, and, and mm -hmm. the social media, the marketing mm -hmm. is switching from, hey, do you want to buy a house? To, hey, Mr. Seller, do you want to sell your house? Do you want to see the possibilities? Right. A lot of people, they don't want to sell because of the pain of selling, because yes. you don't have the possibilities to know what the alternative. Mm -hmm. Well, let me talk to you and tell you how can we do, you know, what can we do? Can we sell your house and maybe get you a lease back for two or three months? Yeah. What we're looking, can we yeah. sell your house and get you a bridge loan? Yeah. So we can get you into the new house and then sell your house. Because selling your house is not going to be the issue. Yeah. But as a homeowner, you don't want to think you're not going to have a place to go. Because yep. it's like, okay, I sell my house. Where do I go? So going again to be the provider of those solutions so I can sit with you and say, this is what, this is my plan. We have alternative A, B, and C. Yep. What works best for you? Yep. So just reaching out to people. And more than ever, it's important to make those calls yep. to your people you know, past clients, mm -hmm. reach out on uh, the marketing. Again, is going to the sellers. Mm -hmm. Talking about selling. Yep. And I'm no... I'm, I see a lot of agents, what they do online on social media is creating this frenzy, telling people, oh my God, multiple offers, nobody's guy buying a house, oh yeah. guys, ah. Yeah. So creating a panic. They are. Yeah. So what's happening is if you were thinking about selling and you see this agent you trusted or a friend of you telling you there is no houses for sale, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Well, you know, what would you sell? So they holding on to the houses and saying, I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking, you just told me the market is crazy. So we always try to give the alternative and give yeah. numbers. In fact, this is what's yeah. happening on the market. Again, geofarming is important. I'm reaching, reaching out to people. Yeah. I'm going out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. doing those calls, uh, visiting people in person, you know, even with the COVID restriction, I make yeah. sure I wear the mask if people doesn't feel comfortable and I'm going to go reach out yeah. just to visit you. And yeah. uh, I remember uh, talking about with my coach, he gave me an idea recently and, and I'm sure he's going to be like, don't be sharing my ideas. <laughs> just kidding. He knows, he knows he's not that way. Um, but why you don't meet with your clients once a year? Yeah. 
every year, not just this year, mm -hmm. but this year is more important than ever, yes. to give them a, a little real estate market report. It's yeah. not a CMA. Let's yeah. talk about the equity you have built in your house. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to sell. Yeah. I'm just going to be the provider to give yeah. you information. Yeah. So the, the best way is to bring value. Sellers need that right now. Yep. Stop the frenzy. Yes, it is crazy. And we know that as a real estate agent, mm -hmm. if you're a buyer's agent right now, there is a lot of struggle. Yep. But if I have a buyer, I'm going to try to get a listing before I even put it on the market. Yeah. Bef before I even go to, with the multiple offers, I'm gonna go find the place for my my people. So I'm I'm trying to do that. Uh, yeah. And thanks God, we're being very blessed. We we're still getting listings. Heck yeah. And that's that's the game right now. Okay, so past clients, farm, social. Do you do any online? You were mentioning online advertising. I'm gonna oh, switch yeah. to chat. Yes. So tell us about your online advertising strategy. You know, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Where are you doing it? Is it is it Google? Is it Bing? Is it Zillow? Is it Realtor? Like all of the working? above. All, all of the above. Okay. The traditional Talk. players. We do it all. Yep. You know, Don't you love it? We now refer to them as the traditional players. <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, we believe in uh, meeting the customer where they want to be met. Yep. And uh, and so we look good everywhere, and we advertise yep. everywhere, and we Smart. got lead gen funnels that go everywhere. Right. And Smart. Uh, it's about focusing on uh, conversion rate for each yep. one of those funnels. Some yep. better than others. Yep. You know, uh, cost per lead. Cost. You know, it, cost per acquisition is a big part of it too. But yep. we are everywhere. Yeah. I was really happy. Um, I was going through and looking at your Google page, and I was like, yes. So I did a survey. Remember back in January at the Elite, I'm like. Listen, everybody, yes. like, you know, don't, don't, don't get mad at all these other portals. Yeah. Go to Google, build your, like, so right now, based on our estimation, we think about 40% of all of our coaching clients have a Google page set up and have at least 10 reviews there, right? So when I went on yours and I was like 55 Google reviews, I was just like, yes. Yes, because yes. I heard you. I heard you at the, you know, at the event and, and I went immediately and I started asking for Google reviews because yeah. traditionally we ask for Zillow reviews because right. it's the five-star review. Yeah. Everything is changing, so you have to adjust it, yeah. you know. Uh, yep. So we, we're very good and fortunate to get those reviews. And, yeah. and we're going to increase even more. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, I forgot to send the request. Or, you know. yes. So we yes. have to clear that a little bit more. Yeah. Do you operationalize, speaking of just the review side, do you guys operationalize that? Is it like in a checklist or is it like left to every individual agent to be now reminded? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, it used to be by memory, now it's by system? Yes. Yeah, you know, we've got three different touch points, you know, mm -hmm. in the process to ensure that Tell, that's done. Give us the detail on that. Tell you us know, You know, it. for that, you know, it's uh, preparing for the review, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, second one is to make sure that the review is done, right? Mm -hmm. And the third one is to make sure that... Uh, that the f positive feedback was received post review, right? And mm -hmm. so there's three different like touch the points. thank you for the review. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. there's three. How different do you touch prepare points. for the review? Well, you know, I think there you have to examine the uh, experience of the client, right? Mm -hmm. Examine the results of the client, yep. right? You know, there might be some instances where, you know, especially in the lead conversion game, right? You know, sometimes you'll get a client and uh, through your no uh, fault of your own, right? You know the. You know, maybe it was a difficult client, right? And in yeah. that case, you have to make sure that you get that five-star review, yeah. right? Well, you don't ask for a review from everybody, yeah. you know, you, uh, hopefully you can, right? Yeah. But realistically, there's some that you, that you don't. Yeah. And so that's the self-examination there is, can I honestly, in good faith, ask this person for a five-star review yeah. and know that they're going to give that to yeah. me? Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I love it because I'm just, I, I'm just meticulous around system and process like mm -hmm. i can remember a, i mean you've seen me speak live where i'm like i remember when you and i met in 1991 we were at the marriott of minnesota like yeah. i have that kind of memory but when it comes to sometimes the business checklist uh, checklist and mm -hmm. process stuff if it's not my schedule i don't follow it mm -hmm. if it's not in a checklist i don't do it like yeah. i just i it's just the way i'm wired yeah. What do you, what would you say to the person that's listening right now who's like i don't have a chad and it's not fair <laughs> right <laughs> i want to get more organized like what advice do you have now, kind of knowing what you know now know as a mm -hmm. veteran of the industry? Yeah. <laughs> what do you recommend in. from a systems and like what CRM do you recommend? Yeah. Is there a project management solution tool that you like? Yeah. Like what are some of the things that you're using that that you would encourage others to take a look at? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the and that was one of the most difficult parts for me right. new in the industry is uh, what to use. You know, there's a system for everything yep. in real estate, yep. and uh, an app for everything, a checklist for everything, a piece of software for everything. Yep. And and if you're being honest, they all try to be the all-in-one resource, but none of them really are. No. And no. none of them really are. No. And so you have to fail there sometimes along yep. the way, and we've done that. You know, right now we are using a, uh, a Chime for our mm -hmm. CRM. Yep. Yep. I think a Chime is like a uh, you know like a Boomtown, right? And some yep. of the other traditional players out there, right? You know, something that is your website. In addition to your CRM, it has the ability to do lead capture and for you and lead gen as well. Do you want a fun fact on Chime? Sure. 
So the guy that started Chime is a guy named Joe Shen. Joe yeah. Shen is one of the richest men in the world, right? Oh, wow. I think he's, last time I checked, he was like number 65 on the billionaire list of China, right? So he started Renren, which was the Facebook equivalent in China, right? And I actually sold one of my businesses to this guy. So I got to spend a bunch of time with him. Like you, you have no idea like who you're meeting with until like every meeting I go to, yeah. I go to LinkedIn, then I go on Crystal Knows. And in his case, I happen to Google him. I'm like, oh, I... This, this guy's the shizzle. <laughs> like, I don't want to just sell him this book. I want to actually get to know him, right? So, yeah, yeah. so not not just a shameless promotion for Chime, but just the way my brain works. Mm -hmm. So, Chime. Well, what else? Chime for our CRM. Yep. Chime, you know, CRM is everything. Yep. You know, we do use Dot Loop for uh, contracts and e-signature. Yep. You know, in Texas, you know, it'll upload the documents yep. in there for us. I know you can't do that in every state, yep. but uh, yep. our state forms are in there, and that's our e-signature. Yep. Uh, in addition to that, we recently launched uh, Sisu. Sisu, yeah. Yep. Sisu is yep. going to be our, uh, you know, there we can do task lists, uh -huh. detailed task mm -hmm. lists, and yep. also agent accountability. Yep. Um, Tracking and measuring on every lead pillar. I love Knowing the, everything inside and out, knowing everybody's cost per lead, knowing everybody's conversion on each lead. I mean, it's it's bonkers what they allow you to do. The reporting is great. Yeah. What I love about it most is it gives me the ability to download my own data and slice and dice. Right. Be surprised right. at how many different platforms the data only exists in their platform yeah. there isn't a download yeah. button yeah. you know it's always yeah. driven me crazy yep. especially coming from my own world just let me you know do my pivot table off right. of it right and right look at it the way that i want to yep uh, so sisu so chime dot loop sisu what else they're they're the they're the major mm -hmm. three do you have a transaction do you have a transaction management platform like closing out transactions that you guys like we're using that for sisu sisu okay. is a transaction yep. management checklist yep. right yeah that's well, newer for them so i'm i'm encouraged you guys are using it that's good yeah we are yeah. you know uh for us um it's better than what we were doing before yeah. which was off a lot of pen and paper right <laughs> manual yeah. yeah but uh you know there's um but there's a lot of different checklists in there that you can do we've been really happy with that our operations team loves yeah. it right yeah yeah. Um, that Optics, way, visual, everyone knows, right? Well, Everybody's informed. And then your agents, they see it and they're like, oh, wow, these people are all working for me, right? right. It's a powerful right. thing. Yeah. Um, on top of that, what else, you know, uh, with us being a brokerage, mm -hmm. something else that we got to do for end of year reporting, mm -hmm. you know, taxes, right? You know, oh, it's, yes, it's details. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we've used Broker Sumo to, yep. to do our 1099s and official yep. uh, reporting out because that links with QuickBooks mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Um, I would love when we're all said and done to eliminate one of these tools, right? I yeah. think that if I'm only using that for accounting and uh, 1099, yeah. that yeah. that would probably be the natural transition. Um, but that's really, I think, are the heavy hitters for us right now. That's cool. Yeah, Lily, are you thinking about how many agents do you think you guys could have and what do you think that would look like? I keep going back to that thousand just messing yes. with you. Um, I will feel comfortable right now if we have at least 20. Okay. 20 max. Uh, when I say at least 20 right now, we have mm -hmm. 11 agents, great people. Mm -hmm. yep. Again, going back to making sure, I think the first thing to do is to add more admins. Yeah. Uh, and I, I understand and realize, again, you know, going back to watching you and you talk, mm -hmm. you know, I remember the first time I watched you on Summit and you say, guys, know your numbers. Yeah. And, and I felt embarrassed at that moment when you say that because mm -hmm. I went back to him. I say, what are my numbers? Like, can you tell me what my numbers are? And yeah. Since then, I love seeing numbers and I love to see where we stand. Yeah. So I'm just afraid to first, you know, try to bring the agents without bringing the admin staff to make yeah. sure everything is, yep. everything is running yep. smooth. So I think, you know, 20 agents will be a good uh, term for us to yep. probably, who knows, get to, you know, 600, 700 transactions or more. Because yeah. I know... And that, that's what I tell my agents. I will be happy if every agent is closing at least 50 to 60 transactions a year. Yeah. If they can do that, they're going to make a lot of money. Right. We're all going to be happy, right? Right. So if they can do at least that, and if I have 20 agents closing 50 transactions, can we add more? Absolutely. But mm -hmm. at, at that time, I think I'm going to have to get a broker uh, that helped me with the backup. Hey, I have a question. I have this. Yeah, a, a, it's called I still want to sell a houses. Full-time deal doctor. Yes, right? uh, absolutely. Hey, I was just thinking I that. Got a minute. Hey, right? do you have? Yeah. I, you know, I have a question. Yeah. So yeah. I love to do it. I love yeah. to help them, but at the same time, I love to help my clients. So I like to still be out on the field, like you say. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with Ebby Holiday, which of you course know, I okay. actually knew Ebby like personally and would do I, events I read, for. Her. I read her book twice, yeah. and I'm looking up. A legend. God bless her. She is a legend. You know, to to me, that's the kind of people I look up to. So I do want to be a. 85, 90, 90 years old. And still 90? Like yes. 97, I think. Right. I mean, sitting in my seminar taking more notes than anybody else. I and I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is that's, crazy. That's exactly yeah. 
how I see myself being in the future. So yeah. in order to do that, I will need more staff yeah. support to be able to still go out and yeah. talk to people and be that person yeah. who can still sell your house. Yeah. So. Do you guys think that, um, like you mentioned, 50, 50 transactions per person productivity. I was uh, on the phone with a client yesterday who is, he's been in, and I'm not going to name his town because everyone will know and it's a little crazy what he's doing, but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> he's been in his town for a year. He has 64 agents and wow. he'll do this year about 400 transactions. Average sales price, 1.2 million. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just cremating it. All online lead generation. Wow. Right? And, and you know, we're looking at the numbers of the number of salespeople. It's, it's like seven or eight transactions per agent, right? Yeah. But, but the average sales price is 1.2 million. Yeah. Right? So, do you think there's a correlation in your mind when you say 50 PPP that you're looking through the filter of your average sales price? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Versus, versus like... 50, and you know what 50 transactions is like. Oh, absolutely. That's 24-7, yeah. nonstop, even, you know, yeah. even now with the operation where you've set oh, up. Oh, it's so still just, working all the time, yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, you know, what do you, what do you think is the right balance? Like, is it 50? Like, 20 doing 50? Like, there's going to be a tier one team, a tier two team, a tier three. There's going to be some new people that it's, couldn't sell yeah. their own home. Oh, like, no, no. And, and that that's, like? yeah. Well, within a team, you know, and, and that's something because I've done it. I went you know, from yeah. 33 to 50 to 77. Yeah. But baby, you're special. <laughs> that's that's yeah how no, do you we're, scale we're, special right we're, like, we're not gonna yeah get to yeah. that because i know i work all the time 24 7 yeah. but that's that's the way i'm wired that's yeah. the way i want to yeah. do things yeah. i don't expect everybody to be the same way i, yeah. I know most agents yeah. they, they happy they sell 10 houses right five houses right 20 houses yeah. for us it's part of the culture if i want you to be on the team i want you to make money i want you yeah. to be successful i want yeah. you to be able to support your family and have you know a big bank account and have investments for yourself and your family and leave them a legacy too mm -hmm. if you're just closing 10 houses a year that's not going to happen yeah so can i help you scale and do you know 40 or 50 and i always sit with my agents one-on-one -on -one before the beginning of the year to ask them what's your goal because yeah. I can't push my why into you. No. You have to tell me what's your why and yeah. what do you want to do. Yeah. So based on that, we're going to talk, have the conversation, help you to be the best you you can be. But I'm not going to push you to do 50 if you just want to do 25. Yeah. So I know I know my agents and we work, you know, to try to do that. Yeah. And with the average price point here in Texas, we're talking about probably 250000 300000 yeah. So it's smaller yeah. um, commission amounts, yep. but it's more houses. And there is a lot more opportunities in houses I, to sell. Listen, and for everybody out there listening, there may be someone right now in like Flint, Michigan is going, oh, what I would do to have a $267,000 sales <laughs> price. Or I got clients in normal Illinois where they were selling like $90,000 houses all day long. And the average person that was good was selling 70 of them. Wow. So they made 80 grand you know, a hundred grand. I mean, yeah. it's, you, you just had to based on yeah. the sales price. Uh, do you think sales price is a, is a factor on per person productivity? Well, it always is right. You know, sales volume and GCI ultimately is the name of the game. Yep. You know, I could tell you that, uh, we don't get fixated on deal volume or, or, uh, or, or transaction amount or sales volume, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we focus on diversity, right? You know, yep. we say that in business, but also in real estate, that diversity wins. Yeah. You know, not only from a people perspective, but mm -hmm. also from a transaction perspective. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to serve uh, that first-time homebuyer, yep. lower price point, yep. all the way up to the luxury clientele. And yep. uh, and I'm very proud of the diversity, not only within our own team, but also uh, for our client base. I think yep. that's ultimately as long as you're building your business to where you are diverse yep. and you can help multiple people, right? Yeah. Right now, 25% of our business is Spanish-speaking only. Mm -hmm. um, significant area of opportunity to grow that over time in Dallas-Fort Worth. No doubt. And, and that's also what gives me line of sight to that $1,000 or you know, that 1,000 transactions is by yes. knowing that uh, yes. i got to build greater diversity within yeah. our portfolio. Yeah. Love it. I love how you guys are thinking. Okay, so we've been jamming for a while now. I have like 8,000 more questions this is the problem. <laughs> I'm looking at Tristan, it's just like schedule. So let's, let's, let's put a bow on this um, with a totally different question. And both of you have to answer. And Chad, I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna pick on you first. Okay. So you're sitting with an agent who's doing under 20 transactions a year. And they're listening, they've been listening to this interview and they're like, oh God, like I get it, like I know, right? But so much of my work is like, like I, I look at myself as like a key. Like my job is to like go and like unlock in people. Yeah. And that sounds so like guru stupid. No, That's not is. my intention, but it's like, I just, I see in people like, man, if that clown can do it, anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I see that in people. What do you say to the person that's at under 20 transactions and they're not satisfied with the business? They're, they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. What do they need to do 
to get control of their business, get control of their finances, and take this thing to the next level. You know, we've got a big sign in our office right by our team that says, remember your why. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's very important that with every agent at the beginning of every year is a great natural yeah. time to do yeah. it, yeah. is to talk about what is your why? Here's yeah. my why. Yeah. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. What is your why? Yeah. And then you hone in on that throughout the year. You remind them of that. Maybe yep. it's a vacation, right? Yep. Maybe it's uh, to be able to leave a second job, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's to be able to leave a husband, right? You never know what their why right. is going to be. What's their motivation, right? What's their right. motivation? And then ultimately, you've got to hold them accountable to that. Yeah. You know, something that we say to our team quite a bit, because they know how important this is to us, but also they know how important they are to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I say, look, guys, if you don't want to do it for yourself, just do it for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes that works. Yeah, but I think remembering the why. We know that people will do more for others than they will for themselves. And I've, oh, I've yeah. used that. I'm like, I, I know you don't want to sell 50 houses a year, but I really want you to do it. Will you please just, and I've said that to people. And they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> right? powerful. I'll do it for Tom Ferry. <laughs> right? So I love that. So knowing your why mm-hmm. and, and, and really like digging into that and reminding them and encouraging them. Like they've got to find it inside them. Like I'm so over how it's all about why. I mean, it, certainly more so at your level, yeah. right? How is easy? I can Google it. You can go onto the Facebook private pages inside a loom and say, how do you guys do this? What do you guys use? And everybody's like, here's what we do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. How is easy? Why gives me the internal drive to go execute, yeah. Absolutely. to persevere, you know, to be resilient through COVID. Yeah. Same, same question. I'm, I'm doing under 20 transactions a year. I totally relate to you. I don't have a CRM. Okay, I'm going to get one. I don't have a Chad. Maybe I'm going to find one. <laughs> what, what do they do to unlock in them? Because everybody's got it. Everybody's it, got it somewhere. You know what? Uh, the number one advice I will give is mm-hmm. getting coaching. And this is not to sell you because I'm here with you. That's the first thing I did when I uh, left corporate America and I went full-time in real estate because I knew my why. I just didn't know how to accomplish the how. I didn't know how to get there. I just knew I wanted to do it. I signed up for coach. I didn't even tell him Mm -hmm. because it was a lot of money invested and I just left a job. That was the best thing I could have done because I had somebody, I had a chat. Like my, yeah. I had a chat. I, <laughs> yes, it was I, the over the phone chat. I, I promise you, we joke with my coach yeah, and yeah, Chad know this. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like he's telling you the things I'm telling you to do, but you yeah, listen yeah. to your coach. Right. You don't listen to me. Well, right. well you're my husband, yes. right? Yes. Having a coach, having that person who's going to help you and hold your hand yeah. and tell you this is what we need to do. You know, this is just listen to your podcast. Yeah. Just listening to it before I even sign up for coaching yeah. was so helpful because. Yeah. I remember six, seven years ago when I saw your video and you're yeah. like, hey, there is, you know, in Facebook, there is this little button. It's called the leave, like button. <laughs> and, you know, just go do your videos. And I was yeah. like, okay, what is he talking about? Yeah. I went and did my first video seven years ago, live yeah. on an open house. Yeah. My videos were awesome at the time. Nobody else was doing yeah. it. So you yeah. have to have a coach. You have to somebody who's going to help you and keep you accountable yeah. for the things you're committing to do. Yeah. And rem- just to remember and push you, What what is your why? My coach question was, the first question, what, what do you want to do out of, you know, coaching? Yeah. I say, well, I want to be the number one agent in my office. She's like, okay, well. Let's go. This, this is <laughs> right, game how, on. You know, yeah. Exactly. But they, she, yeah. at that point, she gave me the tools and, you know, yeah. the road. Because, you know, how, how may, mainly realtors we are. We see the road going everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. is so many roads. Yeah. It's kind of like she pulled me together and say, okay, if you want to get there, we're going to get this way. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. what I would recommend to any agent. You own the business, do an under 20 transaction. And even if you do on 400, 500, yeah. how many coach, uh, right. coach clients you have, they do on thousands. Right. And it's just, to me, it's the support you have, yeah. a coach. I got I got two, uh, I talked to two people. First of all, thank you for that. And, and like me or others, I'm a flavor, guys. And, you know, we have 171 business coaches in my world. Like, so yeah. it's not it's not just us. I'm a flavor. But I, I appreciate yeah. it. It's having guardrails. Yeah. I just got a, a, a call yesterday, and I'm not going to say that. Very, very, very successful partnership in Los Angeles, like 79 transactions, $3 million average sales price. Wow. Right? And they're like, we're just running around like a chick of their head. We don't even know. Ah, what do we do? And it's, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. we can help you just create a plan and put the guardrails up. And the guardrail is your coaching call every Tuesday at three o'clock yeah. mm-hmm. to like, you know, you're going ding, 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 ding yeah. to bring you back in That's and exactly say, what it is. okay, yeah. but if we just call five past clients every day. If this week we can just get three listing appointments, if we can just take one listing, Mm -hmm. like when you break it down like that and and create accountability, it works. Awesome. It works. I 
I'm so happy we did this. This has been, so, and thank you, Chad. For like, by the way, so just for the record, like Lily goes, I'm like, hey, Lily, I think I'm going to ask Chad to be on the podcast. She's like, yeah, you're going to ask him, but he's not going to want to do it. So what did I do? I'm like, hey, Chad, you're on the podcast. The Let's podcast. go. Come on. Right? Welcome to welcome to my world. So so thank you because it's your you. birthday also thank you for so making much. the trip and, and being with me face to face. I appreciate you. Yeah. So I'm I'm really proud of you both. I can't wait. So if somebody wants to follow you guys on Instagram or social, if they want to reach out to you, they want to ask a question, what's the best way for people to reach me? You can find us everywhere at, at Lily Moore Realty. Yep. Yep. Lily Moore, L-I-L-Y, right? One L and then more double O-R. So at Lily, no, just at Lily Moore Realty yep. everywhere. 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 Love it. That's simple. And do you have a bot answering or is it actually you? It's me. <laughs> it depends. Depends. It depends, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Cool. So I, I wish you guys nothing but the best, thank and you. thank you so much for being on the podcast. And listen, for all my friends out there watching, you know, if this resonates for you, and, and you you heard something inside her that inspired you, let me just remind you, execution is the greatest degree of separation. Right? Ideas are meaningless. It's all about execution, getting stuff done. So thank you. Leave a comment or two, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Take care, everybody. Thank you. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.